Amen. Amen. I want to take your attention to the Word of the Lord for a few moments. Don't get nervous. I will pay close attention to the time, and uh, we'll watch it roll around. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm also going to be reading from Daniel chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 4, then Daniel chapter 3. I'm really reading these in reverse order of what I normally would read my text uh, with my subject. But this morning when I give my title, perhaps you will understand the reason for the inverted order of my text today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and uh, verse number 8. We are troubled. Before I read, I want to welcome brother and sister Tapia this morning. They're going to be with us for a few weeks. I'll make a more formal announcement uh, maybe tonight, but we're so glad to have them with us this morning. They're going to be with us for a few weeks. They're going to be a blessing to us while we're here, and we want to be a blessing to them. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Daniel chapter 3, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. And the form of his visage was changed. In other words, he was so angry that you could visibly see it on him against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it want to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. I know this is real simple text this morning. And I'm going to preach a real simple message. But I felt without a doubt the assurity of God's voice. I want to preach to somebody in the room that needs to hear this today. It's going to end better than it started. It's going to end better than it started. God, help us this morning. Help me to preach your word. I pray for every heart, every mind, every life this morning that would be open and pliable to the word of God that you may speak what you want to speak into the heart and mind of every person. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. Now, I've got to kick this in high gear because God decided to show up and move in a powerful way earlier in the service. And I don't want you to miss lunch. I know we're all famished this morning. It might not hurt me, but it might hurt you to miss lunch. The first thing that I want to say this morning is I want to speak a word of faith into your life today and just remind you that what you're going through was not meant to kill you. That God allows some things to happen in your life because He is wanting to show up as your Savior, as your healer, as your way maker. 
Daniel chapter 3 tells a story about King Nebuchadnezzar, a wicked king who was engaged in idolatry and three Hebrew men by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the king threw them in a fiery furnace for not bowing to his demand of idol worship. Now, they could have made it easy on themselves at that moment by bowing, but they chose rather to stand for truth and righteousness. May I inject that from times of old, truth and righteousness will always be met with its moments of despair. You will walk through times of test and trial because you choose to stand with truth and righteousness. God never promised it to be a bed of roses, but there will always be roses along the journey. Perhaps this week has been just one of those weeks for somebody. I know that some of you are going through the fire. I know some of you feel like you're going through the the test of your life. Maybe you feel like you are in a great battle. It's the kind of hurt that may even cause you to wonder. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's relational. Whatever attack you may feel like you are under today, I want to remind you that it's going to end better than what it has started. I didn't just come to preach a fancy little message to you today, but I came with what I felt in the Holy Ghost yesterday to speak to somebody today, and I just want you to get a hold of it and cling to it and and hold it dear today because it was a word for somebody that I felt God spoke to me. It will end better than what it has started. I know it may seem strange for a moment, but some of us need to be praising God for the fact that we have made it into the fire. There are other people that never even made it to the fire. They died at the door. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Most mighty men in King Nebuchadnezzar's army couldn't even stand the heat to get to the door, but God's men made it into the fire. What they made it into killed the most mighty men of the wicked king. It's a miracle that some of us have made it this far. I know last week, Evangelist Mark Winters preached a powerful message to us and he said some powerful words and I've clung to it all week. I've shared it with several this week on the phone, but you don't look like what you've been through. That's because God made you out of something greater than what others may be made out of. Somebody perhaps that I'm talking to today understands that what you have been through may would have killed most people. The sickness should have taken you out. The accident should have ended it for you. But here you are on a Sunday morning in the house of God. Not just in the house of God, but in the presence of God. And you're not here by accident today because God designed you to be where you are because He has ordained this moment for you because He has a purpose for your future that is greater than what you are going through. 
I'm going to say that one more time because it just buzzed over somebody's head this morning. But the purpose that God has for your future is greater than what you are going through and what you are feeling at this moment. In other words, what is ahead of you is greater than what you are going through. Oh, you ought to stop for a moment and give God praise that you've made it into the fire because there's hope of what's on the other side. It's a miracle that you're not in prison. It's a miracle. To to tell you the truth, perhaps some of us, it's a miracle that we're not in a mental institution somewhere because of some of the junk that the devil has brought on us and life has put us through. But I came this morning to tell you that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you that of love and a power and of a sound mind. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house this morning to tell you you're not losing your mind because of what you are going through. Cling to the foundation of the Word of God. Cling to the truth. Cling to righteousness. Hold on. God's going to see you through. Oh, somebody lift your hands and give God praise today. trying to tell somebody today that you ought to be thankful that you made it to the fire because greater people have fallen at the door. It's not because you're mighty. It's not because you're strong. It's not because you're powerful. It's because God has a purpose. Mm. Nobody expected you to make it to where you are. As a matter of fact, some of us didn't expect ourselves to make it to where we are. Truth be known, we believed it was going to take us out. And you may have walked in the door this morning thinking that it was going to take you out until a word from the Lord has come into your mind this morning to tell you the other side of it. You are going to understand it. You don't understand it all right now. But on the other side of your brokenness, you're going to find out the reason that God let you go through it. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. I feel ministering spirits in the house today. Somebody's going to come out of the other side stronger greater, more powerful than you've ever been. I don't want, I don't want to just be cliche this morning, but Ty Trebet, I think it was, that put it in a song, and he said, if you only knew what I was going to be after the storm, you wouldn't have even bothered me. I've clung to those words a few days in my life and I've been through a few things in my life and if I'm preaching to nobody else, I'm preaching to myself this morning. But I am going to tell you that God is going to see you through. It doesn't matter that nobody expected you to make it through, but you're here today and you're alive and you're in your right mind and you're serving God, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with power, still full of faith, still believing God's going to see you through. That just speaks for what you are made of. You don't know what a man is made of until he gets in the fire and goes through a few things and deals with some struggle. And when he came out the other side of it, you're going to understand now God has purified me by fire and now I am more usable in the kingdom of God. 
It wouldn't be so that you're here today if it wouldn't be that God had his hand on your life. And when you didn't even know God was watching, he was watching. And what you think God didn't hear. See, am I, am I the only one in the house that prays sometimes and walks away wondering, I wonder if God heard that. Not just a day, but sometimes walks through weeks of wondering, did God, is God hearing me? Oh, you're all sanctimonious, I know. You're all saved, sanctified, and set free. On fire for God and think God talks to you every morning in the cool of the morning. But I go through some times when I don't hear the voice of God. And that's when we have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to tell you something. When the three Hebrew boys did not know what was going to happen on the other side, they stood by faith and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He, they walked into the fire. I would guess there was moments somebody may say, oh, no, they knew it all along or the fire would have burned them up. I kind of doubt it. They probably were people of like passion, just like we were. They probably thought this is going to kill us, but we're going to do it because it's the right thing to do. We're not going to bow to bell. Sometimes you just got to do what you know is the right thing to do. Sometimes you've got to stand on truth and righteousness and say it doesn't matter. And other people start falling and you may feel like it's your time to fall. But I came this morning to try to encourage somebody to get up from where you are and understand the heat's not going to get you. The flame's not going to get you. The furnace is not going to get you. A worldly king is not going to get you. God has a purpose for it and he's going to go with you through it. You may be feeling the heat. You may be going through the greatest fire of your life. I just wish you'd just get it in your spirit this morning. It's going to end better than what it started. I know right now it sounds like insanity or it just sounds like the preacher's up here trying to build everybody up. The devil is a manipulator of your mind. If you give a space for the devil, he will enter. And the first thing he's going to do is not put faith into your life, but put doubt into your life. You know why I struggle with negativity and negative people and people that always want to find fault and find something wrong and never believe that God's going to be able because they're probably right for them. I've never seen somebody go into something and say, I'm never going to make it out the other side and make it out the other side. But if you'll go on through this mess that you're in and declare in the name of the Lord, I am coming out the other side. <laughs> I may be broke today, but God's going to make a way for me out the other side. I may be sick today, but God's going to see me through it. I may, my, my family may be in trouble today, but God is going to get me out the other side. I, I, I know when I feel a flow of the Holy Ghost, and I feel a flow of the Holy Ghost, it's flowing into somebody. Somebody is receiving what this preacher is telling you today. I am telling you that it's going to end better than it started. 
The wicked king chose his strongest, his most powerful men, and they took and bound them, and they put them into the fiery furnace. i got to skip through this morning or I'm going to preach too long. They, they bound them. They put them into the fiery furnace. And when they go into the fiery furnace, they, they fall down uh, bound in the midst of the furnace. I, I, it's a bad place to be when you are in the middle of the fire and you feel yourself falling and there's nothing wrong, there's nothing um, worse than, than falling and being bound. I, I was... I was down in Texas with my brother some time ago, and I had my hands full. I had everything, had my hands. I mean, I had stuff all piled up and all sorts of things I'm trying to carry. And I go walking into the house, and there was, there was a cord there on, the, on the, the, the ground, and I didn't see it. And somehow I tied that myself up in that cord as I was trying to walk, and I started to fall, and you got your hands full. And your feet get tied up. I, I've never been to jail. I've never been, you know, I don't know what handcuffs feel like. I don't want to know. I'm good. But I had my hands full. I had my feet all tied up. And man, before I knew it, I was on the ground. Hard. <laughs> Real hard. Thought I broke my wrist. My wife and Sister Cheryl and Brother Danny were there. They said, oh, it's just, you probably just, just strained it. I'm needing to go to the doctor. See, when I get hurt, whoo. nobody gets hurt like I get hurt. Nobody's as sick as I get when I get sick. Oh, well, I better move on. In the fire, bound. Since, since we're just being real this morning, somebody needs to just admit I've fallen once or twice. No fun place to be, particularly when you're going through the fire and you fall. There is the danger of falling when you're in the fire, but sometimes you fall because the devil is tripping you up with things that you normally wouldn't have to deal with, but he sees your weakness when you are in an already weakened situation and he throws everything at you that he can possibly throw at you. The fact that the devil wants to hit you with something that you never expected and knocks the wind out of you ought to just speak to you that the devil has you in his sights because he knows that if he doesn't cause you to trip up and harm yourself, that there may be a hedge that God has built about you that when you get into the fire... I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but when they came out the other side, their garments didn't even have, anybody with me this morning? Their garments didn't even smell like what they had been through. 
But can I remind you there is something about the anointing. I can't re-preach what's already been preached. But there is something about the anointing that locks in the weaves of the garment. That when you go come out of the anointing, everywhere you go, you don't have to say I've been anointed. There's nothing about you that appears you have been anointed. But when you get around, there is a smell. There is an aroma of the anointing. There is a presence about you everywhere you go. They say they've been anointed. They've been anointed. They don't smell like what they went through. They don't look like what they've been through. But God is bringing them through it and out the other side of it. It's going to end better than what it started. You're amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Why don't you just say that? I'm amazing. I'm amazing because the devil thought he had me. I'm amazing the devil. (laughs) And I'm amazing my enemies who took pleasure in me going through some things. And I'm amazing the ones who said I would never make it. And I'm amazing the ones who said I would die in it. And I'm amazing myself because I didn't, wasn't real sure I was going to get through it. But I'm going to tell you something. I serve an amazing God. And when I come out the other side of this, I'm going to come out the other side better. How is that possible? Because when you have been through it and you come out the other side of it, there are some things in you that you understand that you never understood before you went through it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You look back and know, well, I see where God brought me from. I see what God brought me through. Now, you know, we say hindsight's 20-20. In other words, I've lived with some experiences. I'm out the other side. I look back and I know that God has brought me through it. Can I tell you that right now you don't feel any joy you don't feel any peace and you sure don't feel like praising but I got a feeling that when you come out the other side of what you're going through you're going to get your joy back you're going to get your peace back you're going to get your praise back And if the devil thought you were a problem before, you're going to come out stronger, come out wiser, come out more faithful because the other side of it is going to be greater than the way it was when you started into it. Because God is working everything for your good. I wish you'd get that in your spirit today. God is working everything for my good. Because God's not afraid of what you're afraid of. We're afraid of the fire, but God will walk right in the middle of the trial and lift you up through it. He'll walk in the middle of your grief. He'll walk in the middle of your darkest hour. He'll walk in the middle of your dead situation and speak life back into it because the end is always better than the beginning when God steps into it. And can I give somebody some good news today? God is going to show up in the middle of your mess and speak life. The same fire that was intended to destroy the Hebrews burned up everybody that got close to the fire. The sea was supposed to kill Israel, but instead it swallowed up the Egyptians. 
God said to tell you, don't worry about what's happening to you. Just look back before long. You're going to see what God is going to use that you're going through that's going to destroy the enemy that's coming after you. God's going to turn it around. God's going to take the very thing that the devil meant for to harm you, and he's going to turn it for your good. It's not going to destroy you. God's going to use it to bless you. It's not punishment for you. It's preparation for you. I, you got to get it in your spirit. I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Come give them hope, Dylan, and let them know that I'm, I'm about to end. It always helps. You know. I feel like I'm talking to somebody today that feels like you've been walking in the quicksand. You, you're trying to move, but all you're doing is just you're not getting anywhere. You're, it's, it's just kind of like treading water. Like nothing seems to work out. Somebody walked in my office the other day with tears in their eyes and says, why, why now? Why this? Why now? Why me? And I just spoke a word. I didn't have all the wisdom that I needed to speak. I just looked and I said, don't worry. God knew it before you knew it. And God allowed it because he knew it wouldn't destroy you. God allowed it because he knew it wouldn't destroy you because if he thought that it was more than what you could bear, he would have made he would have said, nope, not going to let you go through it. But because he knew what you were made of and he knew what you were going to be on the other side of it, he said, I'm going to let you go through it. And if you don't go through it, you can't have what you're going to have when you come out the other side of it. Isaiah 43 says something like this. When thou passest through the waters... I will be there with thee. And the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. In other words, the fire can't even communicate See, fire communicates with wood, and there's a, there is a process that happens. But God says when you walk into it, the fire will not kindle. It will not even have the ability to communicate with what you're going to. I'm trying to close with the story's not over. Even when they came out of the fire, God immediately elevated them. I'm trying to tell you that the end will be better than the way it was when it started. Stand to your feet with me this morning. My final, my final statement for you today, and I, I feel like I, I cut out a lot of good stuff. I spend a lot of time studying and, you know, cut it all out. I, I, I may, there you go. Thank you. I close with this. I have met very few people in life that doesn't always look for shortcuts. Everybody looks for shortcut. Shortcut to wealth, shortcut to fame, shortcut to fortune. I've raised three teenagers, about got them raised anyway. I quit even trying to explain it. They don't even understand it. There's a shortcut to success in life.
And I'm going to tell you, there's only one shortcut, and it's through the fire. And a lot of times, the things that we go through is because we took the shortcut. In other words, God didn't put you into the mess you're in. A lot of times, we got ourselves into the mess. But just because you have created the mess, maybe not everybody, maybe I preached to some today that life has just thrown some things to you, but maybe it's something that you created for yourself and you created the mess for yourself. But God, but God is going to step into the fire that normally would have killed you because He has a purpose on the other side. It's going to end for you better than what it started. Throw your hands in the air right now all over the room. There's not room for everybody to get in the front right now. You can't, we can't all get here, but we can turn this whole place into a, into a prayer room just for a moment. And if you feel led of the Holy Ghost to step forward, you ought to just already be on your way here to the front right now because I'm going to agree together with faith with you and God's going to make a way. Don't be shy. Don't step back. If you feel like stepping forward, step forward. But from the front to the back right now, I want you to receive the word that God has spoken to you this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now, from the front to the back, every lifted hand right now, I pray for the Shekinah glory and presence and power of God to reach down and touch. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, speak peace and hope and deliverance. Some are already coming forward today. I'm asking for some good altar workers to step forward to pray with these that are stepping forward this morning. We're going to agree together with faith right now. God is going to work. If lunch is burning, that's fine. Go ahead and go home. But if you've got a little time to give, why don't we go ahead and engage once more into what the Lord is wanting to do in somebody's life through His Word today. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's turn this whole house into a prayer room. Turn the whole house into a prayer room for a moment. Let there be freedom in prayer. Let there be freedom in worship. Receive the word of the Lord today. Receive the engrafted word of the Lord today. Yes, God. That's it. Let the Lord lead you this morning. Let the Lord lead you this morning. If you feel led to pray with somebody, do so. Oh, hallelujah.
Thank you.